0: From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas.
1: It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'm going
0: to get it. Because I, 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 been waiting all night. It's game time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas. He is Tom Barfield and Ward Weitz.
1: Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Thursday. This is Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom, Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us as we get ready to roll through a, a Thursday morning. Plenty to talk about today, including a little rain last night. Good morning, Ward Whites. How are you? Outstanding. Ryan, good morning. What's going on? Doing good, doing good. Happy Thursday. Ward, rain last night. Did you do a dance in the in your driveway or anything? I did not. I'm gonna tell you seriously. Uh, I'm I'm getting ready to turn in for the night, and I heard a little crack of thunder. First of all, yesterday afternoon was strange. I'm getting ready to go over to um to to Baylor football practice, and I'm like, what is that? And I walk outside, and it's raining, and it rained for about two and a half minutes. Seriously. And it just stopped. And I thought, well, that was strange. I guess the humidity was so high. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how that all went. And then last night, yeah, I'm I'm getting ready to uh, call it a, a day, and I hear a little crack of thunder and a little lightning show going on, and then all of a sudden it starts raining. I went outside and sat in, sat in a lawn chair and watched it rain out on the back porch. Well, you know, I told you guys this a few minutes ago. You – you may not see it again. You never know when it's going to do that again. So I wanted to watch it. I wanted to have a memory of rain. So I went I did. I went outside and and uh and just sat on the back porch and watched, you know, and you could feel the temperature just plunging. I mean, we were down into the 70s. Yes. In fact, when I came to work this morning, it was like 72, 73. Yeah. So that's pretty cool to get some rain. So anyway, all right, so there's your uh, there's <laughs> there's that for what it's worth. Uh, sports wise, Ward White, what in the wide wide world of sports is going on in Arlington, Texas, between the Rangers and the Oakland Athletics? Boy, they're making news left and right, both of them.
2: Yeah, I I don't know. You're right. It's it's very strange to have two teams in town and two teams. Cutting ropes right and left. So And that's
1: what they're doing.
2: Yeah. So uh, it's it's uh you mentioned people walking around uneasy in Arlington right now. I'm sure that that's not over yet. Yeah. Uh and, and we'll we'll dive into all of this a little later on.
1: And we we also have Jared Sandler from the Ranger Broadcast team. He's gonna be on the program with us today. Uh but man alive. Uh it was cool to see the call up for Shea Lang and Lears. Who, by the way, hit a home run last night, his first big league home run. Uh but former Ranger and now former Oakland athletic, Elvis Andrews was shown the door. Now he hit a he hit a dinger uh Tuesday night, and yesterday, they tell him uh, to get out of town. You're no longer wanted. Now he'll land someplace. He's still got plenty in the tank, I think. But Man alive. Uh you want to talk about a youth movement. The A's are going with the youth movement. And the Rangers I, I'm you go back and look what the rain. this time a year ago, the Rangers are about twelve games better than they were a year ago. And according to ownership, that's not good enough. So the manager's shown the door, and then a couple of days later, the The GM has shown the door. John Daniels fired yesterday. Were you surprised?
2: Yeah, I was. I mean, I was a little bit surprised. Um, Was I – did I think it was in need? Yes. But I was surprised that they went ahead and pulled the trigger.
1: Well, and I got to thinking about this, and there's several angles, and I want to get – and we'll get into it uh, a little later on. But, you know, one angle is, hey – this is the guy that produced a winner for you. He did. If you're gonna give if you're gonna put the blame at his feet, you also gotta give him the credit. And when they were winning those divisional championships and making those World Series appearances, he was the GM. The ownership group and front office group, everybody signed off on a rebuild. Gut it, start over, rebuild it. And then he's fired because you haven't had a winning season in six years.
2: It's interesting. Is there more to it than we know? I just think that part of it is what we've been talking about all season long. The field on the play is so inconsistent and they spent a lot of money and it does not look like they got a whole lot of return on the money they spent yet.
1: I agree with that. Uh, and We'll talk about it, but uh, and again, Jared Sandler's coming up. What direction do they go? Is Chris Young going to be the long-term director of the uh, of the baseball department? Uh, you know, they they've. I don't feel very
2: confident with that.
1: Well, and and if I'm Chris Young, I, I wouldn't. I don't know what I think. Uh, the I think the one thing that that was always strange to me is anytime anything happened. John Daniels and Chris Young were there, and John Daniels did most of the talking. If Chris Young is your general manager, then Chris Young is your general manager. But that's not... I mean, that
2: dynamic didn't work that way over over the last couple of years. And maybe that's what ownership is thinking. Yeah, I think so. Hey, we need to clear the way for this guy.
1: And let's see if if this guy is the guy. I mean, how do you know? It, It seems like he is had to work in and around the shadow of John Daniels. So anyway, we'll talk more about that coming up, and we'll get into it with Jared Sandler uh, around uh, 8.30 this morning. All right, uh, let's see. You know what? We'll get to this in just a second. Right now, we want to say good morning to Mike Gray over at the uh, Humane Society. Mike, good morning. How are you, buddy?
3: Good morning. I'm doing well. How are you all doing
1: today? Good. And I know – I, want, I just want to dive into this thing, and I don't want to get into a lot of great detail about it. It's, it's not really relevant, but the fact of the matter is you guys have got a lot of animals, and you, you had to go get some animals uh, recently, and it has really increased your numbers.
3: Yeah, yeah. So we had uh, Saturday uh, 18 dogs come in. 18 um, from one location. Yes. Uh, so uh, just want to start off by saying the sheriff's department is incredible. Just what they did and how they helped and everything. Just can't thank those guys enough. Um, we had 18 dogs that were uh, in an abandoned home with the windows knocked out and uh, goat panels over the windows, and the dogs couldn't get out of the house. <clears throat> um, and so, uh, you know, I got a call Friday night. I was at the gym and Uh, kept getting a call from a crib from canines and finally answered it and they told me about this house and asked me to come out there so I went there and I checked it out with them and I couldn't believe what I was seeing never seen anything like it before and um we reached out to the sheriff's department and they went out there the very next day and 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 rescued those animals for us so um yeah we're full and we don't have any room (laughs) for them but we somehow we made room we set up until nine o'clock on Saturday just to get dogs out and, uh, but every day since then has been a struggle. We had three dogs yesterday that were at risk of being euthanized and luckily they, they made it through yesterday. I don't know if they'll make it through today. Um, but you know, just so, especially this you know, very thankful for the rain, but you know, the storms are going to hope, you know, more than likely cause a couple of dogs to get out. So, um, it's going to be a struggle for sure. So if anybody's able to come up today and, and foster or, or adopt, I'll be that would be awesome, um, but man, just that thing on Saturday or Friday night was just unbelievable. And,
1: and, and I don't so, want to get into a lot of details about it, but w- what were the conditions of the of the animals? Were they okay? Were they in good shape? Or were I mean, are they? I mean, what are their? And, and then where are they at now? Or, I mean, as far yeah. as their condition.
2: The
3: condition right now, they're good. You know, they were um, they weren't in, in terrible, terrible shape. I mean, they were just. In a, in a house with no air conditioner, no electricity, um, you know, there's just filth everywhere. Uh, as you can imagine, 18 dogs being trapped in the house with no A.C. and no water or no way to get rid of any feces or anything like that. I mean, it was it was rough. Um, and then there's also dogs, you know, on the outside that couldn't get in the house, to get in shade. So it was uh pretty rough and you know just you know we'll always be like the voice of the voiceless and you know if you do horrible cool things to animals you know just know justice will find you <laughs> and so we're we're always out there watching and so um there's multiple groups and there's a huge animal loving community here in Waco and and so just you know, we're watching and we're we're going to help these animals because they, they can't help themselves in situations like that. And so it's huge. Thank you to the sheriff's department, but it, it was bad, Tom. It was, <laughs> it was, it was hard to see. Yeah. Bottom
1: line is you need some help uh, fostering yeah. and adopting and, uh, and, and then all the things that go with it when you get a, uh, I mean, it's kind of a sudden shock, isn't it? When all of a sudden you've got uh, 20 animals you got to take care of.
3: Yeah. It was a, it was a big shock. Definitely. Um, Cause we were already. Completely full at the time when we, you know, found out that there would be coming in that day, <clears throat> um, and so, you know, we set up crazy set up the compost room, and, and started getting dogs out, and <clears throat> um, just going to, you know, continue to to promote these animals and, and try to get them uh, adopted. Uh, you know, we still got old Barfield up there. Uh, he just got neutered a couple of weeks ago, so he's ready to go home today. Um, he's a good-looking dog too.
1: Well, of course he is. <laughs> <laughs> come on uh, all right so you need some help give me some uh, give me some contact information tell tell folks how they can help foster a dog or adopt an animal uh, through the uh, humane society
3: yes sir so we are 2032 circle road um, and the phone number two five four754 1454 website Htx.org Monday through Friday 11 to six Saturday 10 to five. Fostering and adoption super easy. Still doing the free adoptions. Uh, fostering is always free. And uh, super short process. Just come on up and, and check out some of our wonderful dogs.
1: Hey, appreciate it, uh, Mike. Uh, and uh, keep us in the loop. Let us know how it's going. And uh, we'll keep the word out uh, on the Humane Society. You need some help. And, of course, you can always go by. Uh, Mike, appreciate your time today. And what as you know, and you've done it before, uh, you can always go by and drop off some dog food or mm-hmm. a, a blanket or, or whatever just to help these uh, these folks out. Yeah, they need it. Yeah. I mean, and, again, can you imagine all of a sudden, you know, you get a phone call on a Friday night, hey, there's 18 dogs you got to you gotta get uh, taken care of. So anyway, uh they're you know, they they've got a lot of animals in and, and they uh always need help. And we're always gonna be there for them. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna get the word out best we can there. All right. Uh coming up at seven thirty this morning, RJ at Show is gonna talk some Cowboys football with us. But you and I, Ward White, Ryan, I think you're a little young for this one. You and I remember the days of Mr. Chuck Halley. Absolutely. Play linebacker. Of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh boy, that was a that was a great linebacking crew, wasn't it? I think it was was it Dave Edwards, Dee, Dee Lewis, mm-hmm. and Chuck Halley. Was that the three? Yep. That, that 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 teamed up that was just terrific. Well, Chuck Halley is a finalist for the Pro Football Hall of Fame class of twenty twenty three through the senior division. Way overdue. Absolutely. And and correct me, I think this is how Drew Pearson got in. He, he went is. through the senior it is it's through
2: the senior selection. It should have never happened either.
1: No, you're right. You're right. So here's a guy that's won a Super Bowl, six-time Pro Bowler, in the Cowboy Ring of Honor. That tells you what the Cowboys think of him. The only Super Bowl MVP from a losing team. Yeah, against Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Against Baltimore. That was the Colts, by the way, uh, back in the day. But yeah, I mean, he's that kind of player. Does he get in?
2: We we both agree that he should he he's this is long overdue. No, if he doesn't it's it's a travesty. Yeah.
1: There's there's this there's this underlining theme among the NFL that there's too many Cowboys. And that's ridiculous. When you stop and think about how many great teams what was it? Did we figure it up was it sixteen or seventeen straight years that Tom Landry guided the Cowboys mm-hmm. to the playoffs? Yeah. So you had terrific teams, and terrific teams are made up of terrific players, and isn't that what this is about? So I, I, I'm with you. I think it's overdue, and I hope he gets in. But man, was he a player? Was he a player? And and again, you know, I I know I'm old, but I go back. It's funny, I uh, I can't tell you every cowboy by their jersey number this year, but I could tell you all those cowboys from the '70s and early '80s. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that he was 54. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, that, was, that wasn't hard to figure out uh, when, when I started reading this story. I mean, you just know. I mean, like uh, we talked about it uh, before, but Ed Tuttle Jones is going to be in town next week. And he's going to deliver the keynote at the uh, kickoff luncheon at the Baylor Club. Well, what number was he? He was 72. That's easy. You You just know that stuff. And so anyway, all right, so I uh, wanted to get that out there about Chuck Halley and hope that the process works positive for for Hallie and that he is uh, the next member from the Cowboy organization in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It is a 7.15. We're 15 after 7 o'clock. We're going to dive a little deeper into the Ranger GM thing, and we'll do that coming, coming your way in just a couple of minutes. But right now, let's get a check. And, oh, by the way, if you uh, want to to express your opinion on anything that we talk about or something we don't get to, lay it out there for us. CNC Collision Center text line is 254-662-1660, 662 1660 That's also our telephone number. If you want to be on the air with us, we'd love to have you, 254-662-1660. Be careful in and around those cool zones as we get kiddos off to school today. But right now we're going to check the weather forecast.
4: The weather this hour is brought to you by Alliance Bank. Alliance Bank, Central Texas, is independently owned and has been helping families and businesses in Central Texas meet their financial needs since 2007.
2: Showers and thunderstorms are likely this afternoon, mainly after 4 p.m., mostly sunny, highs near 93, heat index value as high as 98, east winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. This morning, they'll turn this afternoon. There is a 60% chance of new rainfalls Between a quarter of an inch to an inch this afternoon, there is some thunderstorms mixed in with that. Tonight, showers and thunderstorms are likely before 10 p.m., partly cloudy, lows down around 75 degrees. Your chance of precipitation this evening, 60%.
5: What a year for Baylor Athletics.
4: Happy New Year from (laughs) New Orleans as the Bears are the 2022 All State Sugar Bowl champions. To cap a record breaking season for Baylor football, Baylor wins 12 games in a season for the first time in school history. They finish as champions of the All State Sugar Bowl 21 7 over the Ole Miss Rebels tonight.
5: From the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas.
2: It's exercise, it's fun, and it's free. This fall, join Let's Walk Waco and create your own walking group with friends and family. Register today for prizes along the way. Registration and instructions can be found on the Let's Walk Waco website. Stop by now today, walkwaco.com. What are you waiting for? Register today at walkwaco.com and get the fun started.
7: Central Texas College offers day, night, weekend, online, and lunchtime classes on multiple sites. So when people ask, what are you up to this weekend? You can be like, "Ah, not much, just earning my college degree. Got any lunch plans? You're like, oh yeah, I got big plans. Find time for those big plans at ctcd.edu. Central Texas College for students of the real world. CTC classes in Killeen, Fort Hood, and online start August 22nd.
8: Are you worried about losing your pet in the cracks in your yard? Or does it sound like walking on potato chips when you walk across your lawn? Hi there, this is the Foundation Doctor. This heat and lack of rain is causing the soil beneath your foundation to shrink, leaving you with cracked walls, sticking doors, and a cranky spouse. But do not fear, the Foundation Doctor can help. We've been dealing with these soils for many years, and we know just how to get you back on the level. Foundation repair doesn't have to be scary, and with the doctor, it won't be. We have more repair options than anyone in town, and we'll craft the right solution for you and your home. And if need be, we'll help you fish your chihuahua out of that crack in your yard. So give us a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So, for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make
0: a house call. Game time is brought to you in part by Big Boys Record Service in Robinson and Good Feet in the Central Texas Marketplace.
1: 7.20, 20 minutes after 7. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom, Ward, and Ryan. We are presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business, and we're brought to you by Big Boys Wrecker and Goodfeet and the Central Texas Marketplace. Ward, the Rangers get rid of Chris Woodward, the manager, uh, and a couple of days later, they they send John Daniels, what, 17 years on the job? And they send him packing as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it's it, they're in a rebuild, and right now, I mean, you know, it, uh, there's you go back and, and evaluate last year to this year. 116 games in, uh, the Rangers are 12 games better this year. Is that that clearly cannot be the only the only factor in the decision making process? So what were some of the – I mean, you mentioned you didn't feel like the team played cohesively or – what got these two guys, in your opinion?
2: I just think it's the long term of them not getting better over the – you know, as Davis said yesterday, bottom line was we haven't been good for six years, and he's tired of not being good. So there needed to be some changes made. And so he's pulled the trigger.
1: Do you feel like the narrative may have changed then a little bit if you – if you, as the owner, said, you know what? Yeah, let's tear it apart. Let's get rid of everybody. Let's start the rebuild process. We know we're going to stink up the joint, but maybe in 2023 we're going to be okay. We're going to contend. And then after in the middle, towards the end of 2022, you went, nope, not so much. Six years of losing is just – is it is it the 8,000 people
2: that are in the stadium instead of 48,000? I mean, well, I mean that has a lot to do with it. It's a money deal, so that – that probably doesn't help matters much when you could shoot a cannon off and not hit anybody in the bleachers. Uh, I mean, it's 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 not good from any stretch of the imagination for the Texas Rangers right now at, at any aspect of the game. So uh, again, he felt like they needed to be more competitive, and it goes back to what I said when you know when Chris uh, Woodward was fired. You know, six and twenty four, twenty four and one run games. That just doesn't get it done. And so that means you're not competitive. You're just not. And, you know, you could even stumble your way into more wins than that sometimes.
1: And again, if 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 they're five hundred in those six and twenty four games, those two guys probably still have jobs. Maybe. Because Maybe. as you said the other day, if you're five hundred in those games, you're probably
2: still in a wild card conversation. You're you're at least in the conversation. So I don't know. I, I, I think it's long overdue.
1: The The one issue I had, and, and it drove me nuts, is you hired Chris Young to be the general manager, and then you didn't give him the keys to the car. You just would not you, – you just wouldn't do it. He just couldn't turn loose of the operations – Aspect of the of the thing and and move to the front office and and make those upper management decisions, which is what I think Ray Davis and ownership wanted. They I think they wanted a, a new voice, but they also wanted to keep J.D. around.
2: Uh, well, I mean, he's deserved it since he ran Nolan Ryan off. I'm not going to argue that. I mean, that was a mistake. That was a mistake. My, you know, that's just my opinion.
1: No, I agree with you. I, I, you know, and again, everybody's got their own opinion, but I agree with you. You, you don't do that. I mean, you don't. Uh, and it was just wrong. But even with that in mind, they—they, they, it, it, it just—and again, we're on the outside looking in. It. it looks like they said, "Hey, we want to keep this guy around, but we want a fresh voice. We want a fresh approach. We, you know, so let's let's get John." A presidency, if you will. Let's uh, let's instead of getting rid of him, let's promote him, and let's get a GM in here. But they never let. I mean, John Daniels never let the general manager Chris Young be the general manager. It was co-general manager, if you will, or or whatever. The, and I don't know what his voice was in meetings in the decision making process. But you heard the the uh, majority owner. Or if you've seen any of the the reports, the majority majority owner said Chris Young and John Daniels came to him uh, with the decision to uh, to terminate Chris Woodward. It was like you know the, the the two guys did it together. Well, did they do it together? Was did Chris Young sign off on that? Maybe Chris Young didn't want to. Maybe he did. But why wasn't it Chris Young, the GM, going to the president and the president going to the owner? And you know, there's there's a pecking order in this thing, and it didn't seem like. That, and again any press conference the face of the rangers was john daniels and i know chris young was there but who did most of the talking it was john daniels on anything a signing uh or whatever but were they did, do you feel like they ever let chris young be what he was supposed to what he was brought
2: here to do well, not on the outside it looked like that john daniels was the mouthpiece of of the front office so you know i and i, and I don't know i mean i i I'm like you. I I have no idea what what the meetings were like, and if it was Chris Young going to John Daniels and John Daniels executing through the media because that was, he was more comfortable doing that. Maybe Chris Young's not comfortable now. He's going to have to get comfortable.
1: <laughs> yeah, he better go find another line of work.
2: So you know, it. I I don't. I really don't know. Um, and I don't know if you know. Did did John Daniels bring in Chris Young or did management bring in Chris Young? We don't know for sure. Maybe Jared Sandler does. I don't know for yeah. sure. I, I don't know that I've ever seen that. So you know, maybe, maybe he's not. You know, locked in as as the GM of this baseball team. Could be. I mean, he's going to do it through the remainder of this year. Is he auditioning for his job? Well, I don't. I don't know how you audition for your job right now. If I mean, well, unless. Change the culture, change the vibe, change the feel. Well, you're not going to do a whole lot with an interim manager. Well, yeah, good point. You're just not.
1: Good point. I mean, and again, but he is a, the interim manager. Is a guy apparently liked by
2: the clubhouse, but if they go that direction, they're just they're barking up the wrong tree.
1: And, and, and we will discuss a lot of this.
2: With Jared Sandler, who's who's you know boots on the ground, if you will. I mean, the, the last thing that this club needs is another first year manager. Just don't they they don't need that. They need an experienced manager to come in. You you want that guy that's
1: kind of the father figure and can I, and I want can a lead guy that's, that's a and,
2: baseball guy, a longtime yeah. baseball guy that's been in that seat and knows how to navigate that, knows how to get the best out of young players, getting that cup of coffee for the first time. Yeah.
9: There's
10: a couple of those guys out there. There's guys like Bruce Bochy and Joe Madden that could
2: very well fit Mark in Washington. that role.
1: Yes, Bruce Bochy is you know he's he's I think, got I I don't
2: know that he wants to get back in. I mean, what is look, he?
1: Sixty eight something like yeah, that. Yeah, he's mm-hmm.
2: he's in his upper sixties. I don't know exactly what, but I don't I don't know. And he may be. He may you know he may, that may be he he's had you know some time to reflect and maybe he's he wants to do that. Look, he he did an outstanding job with that Giants team hmm and they were young yeah no question i mean there there's guys
1: out there that uh that can that can guide and lead, and you know we'll see how we'll see where it goes and and maybe Jared sandler's got a name or two, but we we'll, we'll we in you know and i promised him because you know it's a day game today for the Rangers. and oh by the way, that game will be on our sister station one oh one point three f m uh cool f m one hundred one point three FM, twelve thirty for the warm up, one o'clock first pitch. Uh, but so I, I promised Jared we wouldn't keep him terribly long. We got about fifteen minutes with him, so we're going to move fast and furious. But a lot of questions when it comes to this to this Ranger organization. Uh, in what direction do they go? And is it is it a guy uh, that uh, that's you know that's got that experience, or is it a guy? You know, I know what you want, but maybe maybe they do want a guy that's a little younger that maybe can relate to the guys in what they're going through on a day-to-day basis. I don't know. We're going to find out uh what direction the Rangers go and we'll do that uh, over the next several uh weeks and, and months. And how long does this process take? Do, is it important that they have somebody in place soon so they can even through the off season? Start start the process or I don't think anything happens till after the World Series. So we're talking late October, into November. Yeah. All right. Uh seven twenty nine, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Coming up in just a couple of minutes. RJ Achoa, uh, from blogging the boy is gonna talk with us. But right now we are gonna get to the cowboy update with Christy Scales, and it's brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. Check him out at RichardCarr.com. dot uh-huh. com
4: everyone, with the Training Camp Report, I'm Christy Scales in Costa Mesa for the final joint practice with the Chargers. Micah Parsons shares what quarterback
8: Justin Herbert told him on the field yesterday, right after this.
11: Becky Hammond on being the first woman to coach in the NBA.
8: What if it's no big deal that I'm a woman? What if it's about striving for excellence and being the best me without the label?
11: It's not about where others say you should be. It's about where you want to go.
8: Join Dallas Cowboys United
9: presented by Globe Life to gain access to the ultimate experience at Dallas Cowboys training camp at the Star in Frisco on August 23rd and 24th. Choose from preferred, premier, or elite memberships to enjoy early entry, exclusive benefits, VIP access, and more. Get ready for the 2022 season with memberships starting at just $20. Visit dallascowboys.com united to learn more and join the official fan club of the Dallas Cowboys today.
4: Here in Costa Mesa on the second day of joint Cowboys-Chargers practices, it's awesome to watch two of the brightest young superstars in the NFL. Cowboys all-pro linebacker Micah Parsons was all over the field yesterday, lining up off the edge, over center, dropping in coverage, and basically making life difficult for Pro Bowl quarterback Justin Herbert.
10: It's super enjoyable. Even talking to Jay Herbert, he said it just creates such a who knows, you know what I'm saying? And that's kind of the piece that makes this boat go spying a QB, rushing a passer, dropping the coverage. And I just got to do my role because that's what it's really about.
4: These two teams meet Saturday night at SoFi Stadium in preseason game two at 9 o'clock central. With the boys in California, I'm Christy Scales.
6: Calling all my local ladies. This is Tori down at Harley-Davidson of Waco. Our season is in full swing, and we are looking for new rock stars in all departments. If you're tired of your everyday run-of-the-mill gig and long for something greater with good, solid income, then hightail yourselves down here ASAP. Bring your spunk and enthusiasm. Do yourselves a favor and join our rowdy bunch today. Come see us at 4201 South Jack Colchin Freeway, right off I-35 and New Road, at Harley-Davidson of Waco, or you'll never ride alone.
0: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
12: I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. Texas Rangers have fired president of operations, John Daniels. General Manager Chris Young takes over his duties. The first career home run for Shea Langoliers was part of a 7-2 win for Oakland over the Rangers. That series concludes this afternoon in Arlington, and you can hear the game on Fox Sports Central Texas. The Astros edge the White Sox 3-2. That evens a seven-game season series with the final game between the two teams this afternoon in Chicago. A bit of a false start for the Little League World Series due to rain on the opening day. They did play all four games on yesterday's schedule, and the Southwest Region champ from Pearland, Texas, plays Pennsylvania tonight at 6 o'clock.
0: Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time to talk Cowboys with R.J. Ochoa from Blogging the Boys on ESPN Central Texas. 7.34, welcome back
1: into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward and Ryan, we're glad you're with us. Let's talk some Cowboy football. We welcome into the program from Blog of the Boys at ESPN San Antonio, R.J. Ochoa. R.J., good morning. How are you? Good
9: morning, guys. Have hang on, R.J., today. hang
1: on, hang on. Cowboys just got another penalty. That's that's eighteen.
9: You know what? Um, I would not be stunned. In fact, I'm surprised <laughs> it took this long. If I'm being honest with you, um, but you know what? Uh, according to Mike McCarthy, that's just a media-driven narrative. So how dare you guys stoke the flames and accuse them of something they didn't do?
1: I, I don't know if you were watching uh, the telecast, but uh, at halftime, it didn't look like a media narrative. It looked like a it, it looked like a coach that was mad. At the performance of his football team, from from that aspect,
9: yeah, and I think I mean, especially at halftime, they were coming right off of a Kelvin Joseph jumping off sides on a Brandon McManus missed field goal that, that gave him another opportunity that, that he made. I mean, you know, literally putting points back on the board, and so um, you know, it, it, it feels it feels like every few days there's a new. Uh, to be blunt with you guys, reason to be pissed off as a cowboys fan and and the penalty thing feels like five reasons to go at this point, even though it was it was less than a week. It just kind of moves that fast but um i, I mean it's it 's flabbergasting really it is and and there 's a lot of people you know who I think are a little bit more glass half full Uh, type of of mentalities which I admire that say it's preseason who cares why you guys making a big deal about this it's because they were you know the most penalized team in the NFL last year. this doesn't bode well this doesn't suggest that they learned anything from that Um, and, and just because Mike McCarthy wants to say that's not true doesn't mean that you know it isn't
2: RJ and I get I get this that Dak Prescott goes down season over for the Cowboys doesn't really matter who's back there but how long are the Cowboys going to continue to roll out trash at backup quarterback?
9: You know what? Um, I wrote 1,200 words on this yesterday. I'm, I'm that passionate about this subject, uh, to, to be honest with you guys. Uh, this isn't new. I mean, that doesn't justify but it isn't new for the Cowboys to to not prioritize the backup quarterback situation. Um, I think it's it's kind of a microcosm of how they approach a lot of things. They've, they've just kind of rested on their laurels and, and hoped that you know, it wouldn't be an issue. And, and there's, uh, you know, the great Tom Moore line uh, from from coaching Peyton Manning, uh, that the reason the backup quarterback doesn't get any, you know, reps in practice is because uh, they don't practice being effed. And and you know, and so um, that that would mean that, that that was what the case would be. Um, so I, I understand that, but I mean, I, I totally agree that if if Dak were to be lost for the season, your season is over. But what if Dak were to be down for a game like last year? What if Dak had to miss a month? I mean, you know, I. I was so excited when the, when the Cowboys won in Minnesota last year, but a part of me, not, not to, you know, play hindsight, but a part of me really thought, man, Cooper just, you know, just earned, you know, this, this earned him a huge, a very long leash with the Cowboys organization as far as being their backup quarterback. And and they did that a year ago, right? I mean, just because Garrett Gilbert played kind of well against the, the Steelers in 2020, he was the incumbent a year ago, right? Oh, we can't move on from Garrett Gilbert. He almost beat the Steelers. I mean, there's no I, – I loved what they did with Andy Dalton two years ago. And I will be the first to admit he wasn't ready to play, you know, nine games the way he had to. But but had Andy Dalton had to come in and, and play the Minnesota Vikings the way Cooper Rush did a year ago, he would have been incredible. I mean, that's, that's the archetype of backup quarterback I like. Um, and, and the Cowboys just, you know, they they have their reasons. They like their guys. Uh, but, but the math doesn't check out to me.
1: Along those same lines, uh, are, are they set? Are they are they comfortable with where they are in the kicking game? I, I mean, it's been musical chairs uh, in, in training camp. So where are we as far as is uh, the kicking chores?
9: You know, that's one of those things that I think is, is maybe just one notch behind the penalties in, in the cycle of of complaining. Right? It's it's been a while since like that's been the subject of attention. It doesn't mean it's gone away. Uh, but I think in a weird way, the Cowboys are grateful for the penalties, grateful for Cooper Rush, uh, grateful for the C.D. Lame injury scare yesterday because it's, it's helped kind of deprioritize complaining about the kicker. But but that, again, that doesn't mean that that, that problem is magically fixed. Uh, Brett Maher made an extra point last week, and that is, you know, cause for celebration around here, right? Oh, my gosh. Thank goodness we we made a kick we we performed the job we, we got out of bed and put pants on i mean that's literally the, the bare bones that we're talking about here um and and i just don't know i mean they played in nine games last year that were decided by one possession counting the playoff loss to san francisco and you know that that's just one data point from last year obviously things could could change one way or the other but they played in seven games of that kind one possession games in 2020 and so it, the NFL is a, is a league that, that has a very small margin for errors. I don't know why you would tempt fate with this. I mean, I'm not saying or proposing spend your first round pick on a kicker. Nobody's being that kind of, you know, dramatic in that kind of way. But but to just be so cavalier about it suggests that you aren't taking it seriously. And you have to. You simply have to. You look at the elite teams in the NFL, and they take these things that appear minute on the surface very seriously.
2: When you look at this team and watch game number one, penalties aside, and everything else that didn't look good for this football team, is it obvious to you that the depth on this football team is lacking a great deal?
9: You know, I I promise. I I at least try not to be like a narcissistic or arrogant person uh, or conceited. But a lot of these things are are things that that were foreseeable, things that we saw. And I agree with you. I mean, that was kind of a frustrating thing. You know, the, the, their their depth at, at kicker, right, is, is obvious, their, or their lack of it, rather. Their lack of depth at receiver is incredibly obvious. And all Denver really did was highlight how poor their depth is at tackle. They have no plan. They have no plan on this planet or any planet in, in this solar system, at least, as far as what to do if and mostly when Tyron Smith gets hurt. Josh Ball is not it. And then, you know, some people counter that by saying, well, it was, it was his first ever action in the NFL. Why are your expectations so high of him? Because he's a swing tackle. That's why my expectations are high. I mean, that, that's why this was not a great plan. Um, I think their depth on the defensive side of the ball is obviously legitimate. And I think that, you know, this defense is going to be, you know, pretty good. I think regression of the mean is still, you know, uh, coming for them in the way it's come for every prominent defense over the last hundred years. But, I mean, they are going to be, you know, I think one of the top units in the National Football League. But th- this is 2022. You don't you don't build your team to be defensively minded. You don't build your offense to be, you know, built behind running the ball. I mean, I've, I've never seen anybody, you know, want to be, you know, the, the Cal Allen High School football team more than I have the, the 2022 Dallas Cowboys, which is really saying something because Phil Danaher runs quite the program down there.
1: Anthony Barr, Uh is he going to be ready on opening day? And I know we're still several weeks away, but uh, that's a linebacker that the Cowboys could certainly use. Uh, is he going to be ready to play against Tampa Bay?
9: Yeah, I don't see how he is. And I think the Cowboys, this is the, the one area where, you know, if, if we're lining up to throw flowers at one thing, it's this. And this. that's what's frustrating. I mean, apply this disposition this everywhere else. Uh, Anthony Barr is an answer to a problem that you don't currently have. Um, and, and that's that's the right way to go about this. And, and they're easing him along; they're moving slowly, and I think that's the responsible thing to do. Yesterday was his first NFL action or, or action of any kind in football uh, in a very long time, and so um, I fully trust that he'll be available to go in the season opener against Tampa.
2: When you look at this Cowboys team, are they good enough to win the division, or do you think that the Eagles have done enough that they may be the front runner in this thing?
9: I'm, I'm of the opinion that if you have the better quarterback, you can do anything. Um, and, and the Cowboys have the best quarterback. I mean, for all intents and purposes, it could be Dak Prescott and us out there. I would, I would kind of trust that more than, than Philly's talented roster that's limited by Jalen Hurts. Um, and so that's where I've never experienced a Cowboys season like this in my life. And, and that's where it's been so unique and, and fun, uh, but also demoralizing and painful. Um, because they have this, this this window that is seemingly open for them. And, and all of the demerits that I think can objectively and rightfully be placed on them, um, it's, it's hard. I mean, it's hard to look at their schedule and not envision, you know, 10, 11 wins. I mean, even if they don't, you know, win the division or sweep the division, say they win four games. I think that's been dramatic, but say they win four games in division. They get to play the AFC South. I mean, you know, and they get the best team in it, the Titans, they get to play late down the stretch. Who knows what they look like. They have, say that's three wins right there. We're, we're at, you know, seven. I mean, they get to play the Chicago Bears and the Detroit Lions. I mean, that's nine wins. They get to, you know, play the Cincinnati Bengals early on. I don't necessarily believe in the Bengals. Like, I, I mean, they can kind of sleepwalk their way to ten wins a little bit here. And so that's what's weird. And they, they've counted on that very obviously but it's frustrating that instead of just counting on that, they took advantage of it. That's what everybody wanted to see over the last few months.
1: Last week it was uh, scrimmages with Denver and then a, a preseason game against the Broncos. This week, same scenario with the Chargers. Last week you mentioned that Denver pushed the Cowboys around. What about with the Chargers this week? How has those those scrimmages gone and, and, and the work against uh, the L.A. Chargers gone this week for the Cowboys?
9: Well, yesterday was the first of two joint sessions they'll have with them this week, and it was it was much more promising. It was much more respectable. Uh, they didn't get bullied, um, to your to your point. And so that was nice to see. And I think the defense actually, you know, kind of had their way with the Chargers. And so, you know, this is where you kind of live in the like perpetual state of, of Cowboys in this, where you're excited about this, right? Okay, awesome. This team, you know, had a lot of success against the, an offense that a lot of people believe to be one of the best in the national football league. Okay, but on the other hand, that kind of justifies the, the process, right? That the 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 Cowboys have taken to get to this point. Hey, see everybody, we went, we we went shot for shot with Justin Herbert at the Chargers. We're we're building things the right way here. How dare you criticize us? And so, it, it, you know, it's a weird thing because you're not rooting for things to bottom out, but there's no other way to get them to kind of see the light, I guess it's, it's, you know, not hoping anyone to, to fail, but at least to learn the lesson of that. And that's where, you know, the joint practice of the Chargers yesterday kind of offered that opportunity, CD lamb, that there was about a 10 minute window where, where he was reportedly, you know, where he, he wasn't practicing with what was reported to be a foot issue. Um, so everybody's, you know, kind of wondering and panicking, what's going to happen here, et cetera. And it was revealed that he had a cut on his toe, which, which sounds painful, uh, but, but not something that's going to ail him for a long time. And so that should offer an opportunity, a glimpse at another life, if you will, and, and what life would be like without C.D. Lamb. And, and the Cowboys should look at that and say, man, we don't want that to happen. That would suck. Let's take uh, you know every measure we can to be you know as best as we can in that hypothetical situation. But they still haven't learned from those things, especially with how depleted they are at tackle or kicker. They're, their hands have been forced in a lot of ways, and they aren't blinking uh, in any way, shape, or form.
2: A lot of talk about the window being still open for this Dallas Cowboys football team. Let's just look at it with a different coaching staff. If there's a different coaching staff in place, and not to say that this is the wrong one, I don't know. I mean, we don't know. We don't know how they're going to go this year. But say you don't have the confidence in in Mike McCarthy and 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 the offense, the way it's being coached right now. You think that there you could plug in another coach and this team would be even better than they are right now?
9: I mean, this is a bit of a of a fence-riding answer, but I mean, you know, we obviously, you know, nobody knows the full degree to which Mike McCarthy is involved in personnel decisions, and and that's that's kind of the issue here. Um, now, you can criticize McCarthy for playing Zeke, right? You know, when when he's clearly not the most explosive back on their roster, for playing him through an injury lecture, things like that. Like there there are definitely Um, you know, objective ways that you can criticize McCarthy from just a coaching standpoint. But, you know, and, and, you know, this is a cycle as well because then you can kind of talk yourself into McCarthy being a bit of a victim here, right? Well, he's got to contend with the Jones. He's got to contend with his his boss, you know, kind of dangling his job security in the name of of keeping around one of his subordinates. And, you know, that's a difficult way to live in whatever your profession is. And so you, you can really feel for Mike McCarthy. But then, you know, he takes the podium after the team has 17 penalties in their first outing since being the most penalized team in the NFL last year, and he's so dismissive. I mean, someone say he was smug. Someone say he was pompous about it, and and you know that he, again that he kind of blamed the media. Said you guys can write whatever you want, but I know the truth. I mean, so he he kind of ruins that whenever he speaks, and so it there's there's not a shortage of of directions to point the fingers in, which is you know kind of the the comical part of all of this, but. Um, I, it's tough, and I think that the everyone's kind of convenient answer to that is the reason I want Sean Payton is because he would have a larger say over personnel decisions. But then, you know, you think about, well, Sean Payton's the dude that gave Taysom Hill a billion dollars. And so what what kind of brilliant personnel decisions has Sean Payton made as of late? Um, it's, it's a state of perpetual anger and frustration, uh, but God, I can't wait for the regular season to start and experience it every single week. All right, so
1: it's the Chargers on Saturday night now, and and I said this uh, this week earlier this week I, with seventeen penalties, you have no rhyme or reason to to what was, what went on Saturday night. I mean, there was no rhythm to that football game whatsoever, in my opinion. Uh, with that in mind, w- what are your expectations for this Saturday night? What are you looking for? What are you trying to get out of this middle game of your three? In the uh, in the preseason, and do we see some more regulars at all in this game?
9: I doubt that we do. Um, you know that's that's what yesterday and today were for, to be frank, and so that that's what makes them important. But um, I, you know, I, we we still have, I think, the same questions. Um, you know, entering this week that we did last week uh, relative to to the preseason and then the time of year that we're at. And it's who is, who is the backup tackle on this team? Because it's not Josh Ball. So that's the thing I think we're paying the most attention to. And, and you know, you obviously really need to see some receivers pop. And, and not that, you know, they didn't last week, but they didn't really have much help. I mean, it's difficult to expect any kind of development or growth from Cooper Rush, who's is performing the way he is. So you certainly want to see some some increase in, in performance there, obviously, you know, and, and that's, that, that was always frustrating last week. I mean, you, you want to see some of these kicks in, in what is closer to legitimate real action. The Cowboys only had two opportunities last week. So, you know, Cooper kind of needs to help out in a lot of different ways. And I think a new development is last night, the Dallas Morning News reported Jordan Lewis, uh, who tweaked his hamstring yesterday, may be done until the regular season starts. So, okay, that's fine. The Cowboys have some depth, but I want to see those second-year corners. I want to see Kelvin Joseph and Naishon Wright. They had a struggling preseason opener last week against Denver. Can they kind of prove something? Because right now, the Cowboys have have some depth at the cornerback position, but it's because of their older veterans playing well, not because of their new infusion of talent. What are we
1: uh, What are we working on for uh, for Blog of the Boys this uh, this morning?
9: Well, um, it, it feels like there's a lot of criticism and a lot of negativity. And I'm, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to try to put a, pun- a bunch of lipstick on this. But uh, we're trying to focus on, you know, the mild positives that exist, uh, trying to keep things fair. Um, and so, you know, we're, we're looking at, at ways to improve this team. That's, that's kind of the subject of some articles we have coming out today. Obvious ways that the Cowboys have, have aired, but, but that it, it's not over yet. It's not too late. You can still this you can still resuscitate this thing um, and get it off the ground if you really want to and so uh, we're we're trying to to spread as much positivity in the world as we can
1: rj we appreciate it as always look forward to visiting with you next week and hopefully we're talking about more good things when it comes to cowboy football than all of the negative things that we uh, saw last week
9: Certainly. Thanks a
1: lot, guys. Have a great weekend. You do the same. RJ Choa from Blogging the Boys in ESPN Central Texas. It is uh 7:51. We're nine away from eight. Coming up in a few minutes, we're going to talk some Baylor football, uh, and uh, we're also going to talk a little Baylor baseball in a roundabout way. we'll uh, We'll let you hear from. We'll let you hear how Shea Langeleers... Hit his first career home run. He did it last night against the Rangers. We'll, we'll we'll get into that a little bit, but right now we want to tell you that uh, we are brought to you in part by Morrison's Gifts. And you know, with uh, with school back in session, it's still it's still a great opportunity for you to buy a uh, a gift for that uh, for that youngster going back to school. And you know what? You can also buy birthday gifts, anniversary gifts, holiday gifts, all kinds of gifts in in, in gifts for no particular reason. There. They're there. They're available for you at Morrison's Gifts. They've been in business since 1979. You can choose from a great selection of John Hart leather goods, Consuela products, key rings, candles, jewelries, all available with free gift wrapping at Morrison's Gifts. Morrison's Gifts is a Baylor alumni-owned business. You're going to love working with uh, with Sally and with Mark and the entire crew over at Morrison's Gifts. They're 4308 West Waco Drive. That's right next to Jason's Deli in the Branson Square Shopping Center.
5: This is Dallas Cowboys football 2022. Hurts
4: in the gun for the Eagles coming left to right in the green shirts. Only heard here. He snapped his back, little read option. He keeps it up the middle and runs slam into a wall and loses yards. All season. Micah Parson. Saturday night.
5: It's your Cowboys and the L.A. Chargers live from SoFi Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station.
7: It's the Cowboys and the
10: Chargers Saturday at 8 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas.
7: Hey football fans, the new schedules are out for the copies of the Bears schedule. You can pick one up for free at J.R. Grace Realty and Property Management, Bears Cassiano, Piper Investigations and Legal Support, Superman Electrical, CG Construction Group, LLC, Nine Round Waco, Happy Hounds Aquatic and Daycare Center, Waco Streak Airport Shuttle, Glass Phoenix, Jasper's Barbecue, and Fred's Radiator and Auto Repair. Please patronize these sponsors because they're an asset to our community. Brought to you and paid for by Prestige Marketing, LLC. Drive it forward with the First Central Credit Union Auto Loan this summer. First Central will donate to your local boys and girls club when you refinance or get a new or used auto loan. You save and every auto loan activates a donation to be given to your area after school programs. Plus, you get to keep your cash. No payments for 90 days. It is money for kids and a new ride for you. Visit FirstCentralCU.com today for details and apply online. Everything we do, we do for you.
2: Remember, NCUA.
0: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
12: I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas sports update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. Texas Rangers have fired president of operations John Daniels. General Manager Chris Young takes over his duties. The first career home run for Shea Langoliers was part of a 7-2 win for Oakland over the Rangers. That series concludes this afternoon in Arlington and you can hear the game on Fox Sports Central Texas. The Astros edge the White Sox 3-2. That evens a seven-game season series with the final game between the two teams this afternoon in Chicago. A bit of a false start for the Little League World Series due to rain on the opening day. They did play all four games on yesterday's schedule, and the Southwest Region champ from Pearland, Texas, plays Pennsylvania tonight at 6 o'clock.
0: SportsCenter, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas.
1: All right, 7.55 game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Be careful if you're on your way to work or to school this morning. If you're an 8 o'clocker, you got five minutes. Tom, Ward, and Ryan, we're glad you're with us. We're in the Allen Samuel Studios this morning. Uh, Ward went out to practice yesterday, uh, and uh, we got a chance to uh, visit with the uh, linebackers Uh, Several of the linebackers came by and met with the media yesterday. And and one of the – and I got to – when I was listening to Matt Jones uh, uh, talk, I I immediately thought about you. Yesterday in in our conversations about Baylor football, and and, and football in general, you you talked about how teams strive to get to where they're reloading and not rebuilding. And I – I I was listening to Matt Jones and immediately thought about you. Listen to what Matt Jones, when asked about the depth of the football team and particularly linebacker.
10: I say that to Dylan maybe twice, three times a day. <laughs> whenever we're doing drills, I'm like, "Geez, bro, we we get a big break. Last year we didn't have this big of a break. We got we got a lot of linebackers, a lot of depth. Even outside, when you bring everyone together, it's just it's just, it's like the wide receiver group. It's huge.
1: That is uh, Matt Jones, the six uh, three, two hundred twenty four pound junior linebacker out of. Permian High School in Odessa, where they play a little high school football uh i mean but when you when I heard that, I immediately went, well, that's exactly what uh what Ward was talking about in the in the in the context of quality programs programs that are there year in and year out, they don't have to worry about oh we don't have we graduated this or we graduated that you just you just slide in the next group and that's kind of what he was talking about.
2: Yeah, you got to be able to if you're going to be where you want to be in in college football, even in high school football where and you know, we just talked about the Dallas Cowboys. Their problem at depth right now. When you have that opportunity to have not just the numbers. Mm-hmm. Numbers are one thing. Depth and numbers don't don't be deceived by that. Quality. Yeah, you've got to have guys that you can rely on and trust uh, in between the lines when the lights are on. And so, you know, if you have that opportunity, you have, you have a great opportunity to be a good football team. And, you know, no matter what the situation comes up for, uh, whether it's, you just need a blow or you need to, you know, fill in because of injury or whatever this case may be. If you have that, that gives you a distinct advantage. And when you have the opportunity, like what, You know, you were talking about yesterday is, you know, you don't want to have to look at that depth chart and go, oh boy, we better go find somebody. Mm -hmm. You know, you look at the depth chart and go, well, this, this guy can, can go here or he can go here or he can go here. That's when you're at the point of reloading. And when you're reloading instead of rebuilding, that reload is, is easier because you can expand what you can do offensively and defensively, because you're not teaching from the ground up.
1: And I, I and again, I go back to you. Can, we can go all the way back to spring, back to the spring, and whether it's a coach, a player, a member of the media, you keep hearing about depth and and and, and young players being given the opportunity and getting the opportunity. And yeah, Petrie's gone, and yeah, Bernard's gone, and yeah, R.J. Sne- Look. You get it, but you also hear about the coaches and the players talk about, man, we got a lot of good guys in 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 this particular room, or or the linebacker room, or the wide receiver room, or or whatever the case may be. And it may not be household names yet, but these are guys that everybody looks at and goes, man, well, you just heard him say? Well, you know what, we're going to get a little more of a breather uh, this, the, you know, in practice because we got good guys getting great reps, and and I, I immediately it, it, that's kind of been a theme. Uh, and I don't know that that's been necessarily, you know, the, the goal is to create this thing, but it has just kind of evolved that we always talk about, and I say we, I'm talking about when the players are being interviewed or the coaches are being interviewed or or the media's chit-chatting or whatever the case may be. We always migrate to the fact that this team is deep in just about every position. We talk about the O-line and the D-line all the time, but, you know, they're talking about quality depth at linebacker. Well, you graduated some guys. Well, they still feel like they got really good players at those positions. Same thing at the wide receiver spot. So, you know, and it's all going to come to fruition as the season unfolds, but you got to feel good about where the team is when you listen to the team talk about, you know, their their fellow teammates and how good this team
2: is and how good they could be. Uh, why is Alabama? Why is Georgia? Why is Clemson? Why for that is Ohio very State? Reason? why are they at the top of of the you know the the insights of of being in the polls and, and and everybody saying oh this is going to be a really good football team why are they there every year because, because people know they, yeah it's because of plug and play mm-hmm. plug and play they have the depth year in and year out and you know you talk about you know big time injuries to those programs yeah they're devastating yeah they make a difference but also, there's the next man up mentality.
1: Yeah, that sophomore who's an All American five star plugs right in and they go, they go to town. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what you're talking about. And, and I, I'm telling you, I'm not telling you that that's what's happening over there. I'm telling you, that's the feel I get
2: when, when, when I'm over there. Well, that's where every program wants to be. Right. Every program in the country wants that. Yeah. And there's, and, there's not one out there that doesn't want that.
1: Look, and you've been around places where they, they, they can talk and talk and talk and talk. I, this is not talk. This is they believe this and, and they believe it because they they go against these guys every day this is a team that has that has players and and it's 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 kind of fun to watch it's fun to watch a guy stand at a podium and talk about a guy he's competing with for playing time and just how stinking good he is i mean it, it really is it's 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 pretty impressive uh all right real quick we i want to get to this this is this is last night. Uh, the former Baylor catcher uh, got the call-up the other day. He got his first hit on the first pitch he sees. Langoliers now at the plate getting his first big league dinger.
12: 0-2 to Langoliers. And Langoliers hits one in the air right center. That's hit well. And that baby is gone. The first big league home run for Shea Langoliers. He goes to
1: I love it. Good stuff. Good good for him and congratulations to uh Langoliers. And as we mentioned, Ward, uh the, the 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 Rangers aren't the only ones making major moves uh in Arlington. The A's are there for one more day and who knows what's gonna happen today when they play at one o'clock this afternoon. But uh they ha uh, yesterday they let uh uh former Ranger, uh Elvis Andrews go. And so uh Andrews is now uh, available because he was just given his out and out release from the uh, from the uh, Oakland Athletics. So there you go. Uh, and, and yeah, and
2: don't, don't that's get, what Oakland does. Yeah, don't get delusional about Elvis reappearing in a Texas Ranger uniform. No, 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 that's not happening. <laughs> that, that, that's that's not happening.
1: But he's going to appear in some uniform. Uh, he's still, he's still got a little tread on the tires, I think.
2: In fact, Tuesday night he hit a home run. The <laughs> so next time he needs to be in Arlington <clears throat> when he's going in the Ranger Hall of Fame.
1: Is he a Ranger Hall of Famer? Absolutely. All right, there you go. 8.03, we're running way late. And it is time now for a, a Big 12 preview. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris.
5: It's time for today's Spectrum Big 12 football preview. Today, a look at the Iowa State Cyclones. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi
4: everybody, it's time for a check of Big 12 football. Today, a second look at the Iowa State Cyclones. Picked in the top 10 nationally a year ago, how about headed into this season? Details straight ahead on today's Spectrum Big 12 Football Preview.
8: When it comes to choosing a mortgage lender, exactly who you work with has never mattered more than it does in today's economic climate. The Wood Group of Fairway Mortgage has been and continues to be Waco's most trusted mortgage lender. Ask any expert and they'll tell you now is the best time to purchase a new home. Inventory's up, competition is down, and rates are still historically low. I'm Chris Allman with the Wood Group of Fairway Mortgage. Call or text today at 254-717-6111. Let's talk financing and how we can help you afford the home you've always wanted. NMLS license number 1808404.
5: The Baylor Bookstore on campus is your go-to location for the absolute latest in Baylor Nike gear. Shop in person or online at BaylorShop.com.
4: Every team knows that the two-point play can be a winning move. That's why State Farm agent Mike McKenzie and his team are here to help you go for two by combining your home and auto insurance. It's a great call that saves you time and money, so go for the win and score savings by combining your home and auto. See State Farm agent Mike McKenzie at 2921 West Waco Drive or call 254-412-2327 or at 518 North Hewitt Drive in Hewitt or call 254-666-777 seven, eight, eight.
10: Hi, Kyle Sotrano here with George's Restaurant, Bar, and Catering to tell you about what's new this season. Come enjoy one of our brand new Big O cocktails and try some of our new items like avocado toast, Italian nachos, and shrimp and grits. You can watch the game on our 200 inch Big O screens at either location. Check out our new menus and party package options online at georgeswaco.com or come see for yourself. Serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner Monday through Saturday at both of our locations George's number one at 1925 Spate Avenue and George's number two at 1201 Hewitt Drive. Sick'em Bears.
5: Now, let's check out Big 12 Conference Football with today's Spectrum Big 12 Football Preview. Here's John Morris.
4: And welcome back. Remember a year ago, the Iowa State Cyclones were in the top ten nationally in the preseason polls, slumped to a seven and six finish, didn't make a bowl game last year. How about this season? How does that experience affect this year's team? Here's head coach Matt Campbell.
11: Yeah, you know, I, I I've said this, and you know, from the from the standpoint of you know the preseason piece of it, I, I think I said this a year ago. You know, if, if we would have ever listen to what people said about Iowa State in the preseason hype, we would have never got our program off the ground. And you know, for us, you know, it's always been really about us. It's been about um, you know this 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 term that I talk a lot about our football team is greatness is never overcoming others. The ability to find greatness is the ability to overcome yourself. And we've always kind of just honed in on that model. Uh, We've really tried to find out where we need to continue to grow, why we've either taking steps back or taking steps forward and how do we continue to push forward as a program both individually and collectively and so from our end um i don't think we need to be motivated by what did or didn't happen a year ago i think we're motivated on how do we continue to find success and push our program and push ourselves forward and i really think that's what we've rallied around since we've been back in january
4: Matt Campbell and the Iowa State Cyclones open September 3rd at home against Southeast Missouri, the in-state rivalry game with Iowa in Week 2. And that's today's Spectrum Big 12 football preview. More tomorrow, I'm John Morris.
0: From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas.
1: It's eight oh seven. Welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Hour two of the program, and we are presented by Alan Samuel's Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend of the car business. As we talk sports, we welcome into the program Stephen Simcock. Stephen, good morning. How are you, buddy?
10: I'm good, guys. Thanks as always for having me on the show.
1: Hey, before we talk TCU, I know how much you 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 hang by every pitch when it comes to the Texas Rangers. What are you looking for in a new manager, and, and is there is there space for a new GM, or is Chris Young going to get an actual opportunity, in your opinion, to run the program?
10: I think Chris Young will get a chance, but it's a weird dynamic. I mean, he came in there to sort of work alongside John Daniels, obviously, and now it's his show to run, and he doesn't have a ton of experience in the front office. I, I think there's probably not a brand-new GM, but I imagine – There's a president of baseball operations or something like that that comes in to maybe help out. As far as the manager goes, I I mean, Chris Woodward, um, I can't really like I'm not pounding the table for Chris Woodward. I can't really defend the record. I will say I think it's kind of interesting. I mean, the team was supposed to be bad for the first three years he was there. And then this year, I know they were really aggressive and they added those offseason additions. Um, I, I was just a little surprised that I guess Ray Davis expected to be much better than they are at the moment I know they're not a contending team but I did see some improvement um anyway like back to the original question I just think somebody with a little more fire a little more um charisma maybe would be helpful that's not always the mark of a great coach or a great manager but um I I just I never really knew who Chris Woodward was I feel like he was um very steady very even keel and and sometimes that works but I'm not sure that the passion really showed up on the field and then I I think one point the ownership and well, John Daniels kind of made this too before he was fired, uh, made that I I agreed with was, you know, they were so bad in one run games this year. They've been so bad in one run games this year. And I know some of that's just the way the ball bounces a little bit, but um, when you're six and 24 in close games like that, I think it just speaks to a team that's not doing the small things correctly, not executing the fundamentals of the game like they should. So um, I, I just, somebody who, has more attention to detail on that front, maybe runs a tighter ship with how the team prepares and gets ready for a game would be um, an upgrade. It might help them win a few of those close games as they go towards the end of the season and into next year.
2: Steven, halfway through camp for the TCU Horn Frogs, and has any of the three quarterbacks, Max Duggan, Chandler Morris, or Sam Jackson, taken a front seat in that quarterback uh, competition?
10: Well, every time I think they do, Ward, Sonny just suddenly uh, kind of switches things up again. I, I thought earlier this week, late in the last week, that Chandler Morris was clearly the guy. He had taken reps with the first team multiple days in a row. But then when they asked Sonny Dykes about it, he said, well, oh, I didn't even notice. I didn't notice that he had taken first team reps a couple days in a row, which I don't believe that. but That's just what he told the media. Um, I still think it's going to be Chandler Morris. Uh but the the problem has not been solved yet. It seems like he's getting more opportunities and he's kinda of taking command. Um, but they're still giving Max Duggan, you know, plenty of chances as well. So I feel like when the dust settles it'll be Chandler, but I'm surprised that it's taken this long. And I'm I'm not sure all the reasons for that. I feel like part of it's because it's been a pretty even battle. I also just wonder if they're kinda of torn because Max has been a starter for three years and maybe there's um you know, some some part of the locker room that really wants him to to get a fair shake, but uh, yeah, it's still going back and forth. And at least publicly, they're still keeping this really close to the vest.
1: When when we see this football team uh, in early September, is it going to be a much younger football team? I, 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 are the freshmen going to see the guys that they, they brought in? Are they, they going to see? Uh, are they going to see time on the field? Are they going to be starters? I mean, how will that freshman class work into the uh, into the rotation?
10: Are there are some guys that are going to play. I don't know how many will be starters. Now, one player that has moved up the depth chart pretty rapidly through camp is Dominic Williams, who he came in, in the spring. He's from California. Um, he's 6'2", 325 pounds. He plays that nose tackle position. And he's really benefited from the fact that you know they've transitioned to this three-down line front and they they don't really have guys on the roster who sort of fit that prototypical mold of a nose tackle that's big and physical and can take up space. And Williams, he is that guy, so they recruited him for a reason. Now, he's 17 years old, Um, so, I mean, he's a young kid. I I think he'll be 18 before the Colorado game. I feel like he'll be able to buy some cigarettes and lottery tickets if he wants to (laughs) before they take the field against the Buffaloes, but... That's a big ask. I mean, you're asking a a true freshman to come in. He's not going to get all the snaps, obviously. They rotate in the defensive line, but you're still uh, asking him to to be the guy that takes on double teams and um, allows those linebackers to come up and make plays. So he's going to see some some playing time. Um, And then Jordan Hudson is their big wide receiver recruit. They expect him to be in the rotation. Major Everhart's another speedster that they – um, he was a running back in high school, but I think they're gonna move him out to wide receiver. I feel like he'll get some opportunities. And then uh, Coach Dykes said a lot of guys will play on special teams as well. So um it's it's a young team that uh the depth chart's not really settled and I think with the with the new staff especially there's just some more opportunities than there might normally be for for true freshmen who are getting uh their first look and their first days to college football.
2: Steven I know they're having open practice to the public tomorrow, but with Sonny Dykes Uh, at the range now for the T.C. Horn Frogs. Can you see a distinct difference in the energy of this team with Sonny than you could over the last couple of years with even the past regime? I
10: think there's definitely some buy-in right now. Yeah, I feel like uh, players that are excited about just kind of a new voice, a fresh start. Um, He he seems to be more loose, more of a player's coach. Now, I will say he's kind of buttoned things up uh over the last few weeks suddenly it's oh yeah, it's all closed practices and there's media availability, but it's pretty limited. So I think we're we're starting to see uh game week version of Sonny Dykes, not the not the fun, affable, you know, coach who's still trying to get to know everybody during the off season. But overall, yes, I, I believe there's um a lot of energy and enthusiasm around the team right now. Uh just some guys that maybe didn't feel like they had um a chance it with with the old staff or kind of gotten on the bad side of the old staff having some new opportunities with sunny dykes but uh, all that sort of hinges on winning games you know I, I think that's the key if you can have all the buying in the world but if you start zero went then uh, some people are gonna start jumping ships so they need to win their opener they need to take care of business against tarleton and smu and i think that'll help uh keep that energy up but yeah right now there's a ton
1: of enthusiasm around this team you mentioned new coach new coaching staff some some fresh faces uh in a quarterback battle but if everything goes right and this team stays healthy how good can they be
10: i think they can be pretty good i mean my question i think this offense is going to be solid no matter who plays qb if they stay healthy i just feel like there's going to be a great chance for them to score points week in and week out. The defense is sort of rebuilding. Um, and I feel like that's going to hold them back at times this year. I, I think the ceiling, Tom, is eight, eight or nine wins. I-, I feel like if you if you get to eight and four, that'd be a three-game improvement from last year. That would be huge. And that would mean you're- you take care of business against the teams that you feel like you should beat, and then maybe you steal a game or two um, throughout the season. If they get to nine wins, then everything has gone perfectly. And, then I, I I believe you're talking about um, some really high expectations next year. I, I I feel like that's sort of the ceiling, and you know the floor. Like if things don't go well, I I feel like they could finish with with five or six wins. Um, I don't I don't see them just totally bottoming out in year one. Maybe that maybe that happens. Um, but even the last few years when they've struggled, I mean it's it's been for for Gary Patterson standards especially. Those were bad teams. We teams. They're still five and seven, six and four, and five and seven the last three years, which is not good. I mean, that's not what people want. That's why they change coaches. But it's not, you know, two and ten or three and nine. They did, they didn't just completely go in the tank. So I, I believe there's talent here, and I, I think they've done a good job of trying to keep those guys um, on the roster and and just tweak some things and try to get everybody excited for a, for a new year. I don't see them being a big title contender or anything like that, but. I think they could be a dangerous team that wins, you know, between seven and nine games if things go well.
2: Former Temple Wildcat Quentin Johnson with another preseason accolade, uh, an All-American watch list for Quentin Johnson. Could we see for the junior this may be his last time in a frog uniform this year because of the fact that it just may be a breakout year and he may be in uh, the conversation for a first-round draft pick next year?
10: To be. I mean, if it's not, I think the season just didn't go as planned. Um, NFL scouts are already really excited about him and his size and just his potential. He just needs to put together a full productive season on the football field. And I feel like Garrett Riley and Sonny dykes they want to make it a point to get him the football. That's what they've been talking about a lot of season. You know, they they want to get all their playmakers involved, but making sure that Quentin Johnston gets touches and gets touches in different situations, whether that's going down the field, or catching the ball in space and then trying to get some yards after the catch. They want to make sure that he is involved in just about every aspect of the offense. So um, I believe that'll lead to him having a good season. And then that combined with his physical attributes will push him towards the NFL draft. And um, yeah, it'd be huge if he was the first or second round pick. Obviously it would be a big deal for TCU. That'd be a big deal for this area and, and Temple as well. And I know coach Stewart and company are excited for him because uh he's a he's a good kid and i mean he's taking care of his business i we got to cover him closely and he's surprised me i mean i thought he'd be a good player i didn't think he would step on the field you know his first couple of seasons and be an immediate starter but he's uh he's hit the ground right on there
1: it's locked on horn frogs it is steven simcox what do you got for us on the uh on the podcast
10: <laughs> well we're doing shows five days a week now as we get ready for games so plenty of, coverage of uh, the this upcoming season, you know, we're talking about realignment as well. Even though I know that's kind of died down, I'm excited for actual football. You know, it's been fun talking about practices. I'm ready to talk about games. So um, that's all. On Locked on Horn Frogs, like you said, wherever you get your podcast, and we're on YouTube as well. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it.
1: Have a great day. See you later, Stephen Simcox from the uh, podcast Locked on Horn Frogs. Eight eighteen. We're gonna learn about a new sport. <laughs> I think. We'll do it next right here on ESPN Central Texas
4: where we check the weather forecast. The weather this hour is brought to you by Alliance Bank. At Alliance Bank, you'll find superior service and products to meet your financial needs.
2: Sunny and hot again today. Showers after 4 o'clock this afternoon are possible. About a 60% chance of rain coming up this afternoon. Also tonight, another 60% chance of showers and thunderstorms. Sitting at 60% till about 10 o'clock tonight, so a good chance of rain throughout the night. Highs around 98, lows down around 75, and currently it is 75 degrees.
0: Recently on the John Moore Show.
4: We're pleased to have with us the new commissioner of the Big 12 Conference, Brett Yormark. I'd like to build the brand of the Big 12. In New York, I'm not sure a lot of people know the Big 12 brand, and candidly, I want to make it a national brand that's recognizable all over the country. And when student-athletes are in their
0: senior year and they're contemplating what's next, I want them to say, I need to go to the Big 12. John Moores, weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. With so
5: many companies and policies out there, it gets so confusing shopping for insurance, and I never know if I'm getting the policy that's right for me. Luckily, I met the team at Niche Group Insurance Agency. With the Niche Group, you can go to one company and get access to coverage options from many insurance carriers, and you get to speak to a real person about your specific coverage needs. With the Niche Group, I know I'm getting the right coverage at the right price. If you need insurance... Talk to the experts at the Niche Group at 1-800-258-8302.
1: Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond has Waco's largest selection of President Donald Trump merchandise items. If you're looking for Trump caps, T-shirts, flags, placards, and more, Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond is the place to go. And while you're there, check out their large selection of saddles, tag, guns, ammo, western furniture, and gift items such as metal art and home decor. It's the world's greatest western store, Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive.
6: from
0: sales to talk sports. Brought to you by Advanced Leveling and Foundation, Myatt Fuels, and Asco Equipment in Belton. 822.
1: Game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward and Ryan, we're glad you're with us. Coming up at the uh, bottom of the hour at 830 or so this morning, we're going to uh, bring in from the uh, Ranger broadcast team, Jared Sandler. Uh, obviously boots on the ground there and we'll, we'll get an update on what's going on with the Rangers and the Ranger organization as they, uh, obviously make a, a pivot and a new turn and a new, new direction with, uh, a right now an interim manager with a managerial search underway way. And, uh, and John Daniels being dismissed as the uh, president of the, uh, of the Rangers and Chris Young now, uh, in charge of all baseball operations. So we'll get into that coming up in just a couple of minutes, but right now. Stephanie from the sales department, did you sell anything yesterday? I did. Oh, good for you. Good for you. Every day. Every right. day. Sure. Sure. <laughs> you keep telling yourself that way. What uh, uh, advanced House uh, Leveling and Foundation, Mallet Fuels, ASCO Equipment, and Mission Golf. Good folks. Mission Golf Cars. Yep. Yep. So there you go. Uh, those are the sponsors as we learn about a new sport. What's, what's it going to be well, today? Are we going to London again? I mean, let's no. go to London. <laughs> How many times have we talked about sports in London?
13: At least 20 times this All summer. Right. <laughs> now, I i guess you could consider this a sport, but it's a contest, and it is the United World Championship Buffalo Wing Eating Contest is coming up Labor Day weekend at the Buffalo Bills Stadium. Really? In, in Orchard Park, New York. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of contestants. Hey, you can go ahead and... Uh, I don't think you try out. You just show up and eat, but you have to eat as many wings as you can in ten minutes. It's ten minutes. Ten minutes. Get hmm. this. You know we've done that here. I know. You told me we should do it. We've done. We we gave
1: you sixteen minutes and sixty seconds to to eat as many wings as you could.
13: So get oh, this though.
1: That's so, seventeen minutes, by the way, Steph.
13: Seventeen. I can't. No. <laughs> Yuck!
1: I'd be puking.
13: <laughs> but,
1: oh, if you puked, you're out. Well, right? I'd be out
13: in like one minute. <laughs> But uh, get the, so the world record uh-huh. is 501 wings Stop in 10 it. minutes. No. There's no way. Yes. Are they boneless? No. No. So you got to. What
1: are you buying that one?
2: That's a lot of wings. That's a lot of wings.
13: How do you fit that many? But think about it. The wings are small, right? So do you stick the whole wing in your mouth and just suck the meat off? I don't know. I'm not. Do you eat know. wings? Do you eat wings? No. Oh, I'm not a
1: big wing, but I, I, I will. I mean, you know, they got 97,000 different sauces that you can put on them. And mm-hmm. yeah.
13: <laughs> well, get this. So at the world championship, guess what? First first prize is $1,750. Second- That's it?
2: 1750 It's That's a lot of
1: Pepto.
13: Ward makes that <laughs> in two days around here. All right. Second place is 500 and third place is 250 Me personally... That's my salary, two dollars and fifty cents. Yeah, right. mine too. <laughs> Me personally would not even want to even try. I mean, seventeen hundred dollars to eat. Five thousand? Would you say five thousand? Oh, <laughs> five dollars
2: hundred.
10: Five
1: thousand. No, <000. laughs> <000. laughs>
2: like, oh, I want to go enjoy my. If I'm going to eat wings, I want to enjoy yeah,
10: it. I, yeah. I was going to say I, and watch a game and yeah. yeah. I, I don't want to get it ruined for me because it is one of my favorite foods. And if I were to eat five fat, or 500 in 10 minutes, I'd probably ruin wings
13: for me. Well, that's just like hot dog eating contests, right? Yuck. <laughs> I mean, I like hot dogs at a baseball game, but I'm yeah. not stuffing 25 hot dogs in my mouth. How do you do your hot dogs? I do mustard. Just mustard? Mustard, sometimes cheese, but mustard. How do you do yours? Mustard. See, Ward are on the same page. Yeah.
1: How do you do yours?
13: My favorite way to have it is mustard. Chili and raw onions. I just, see, no, I, oh, no, see I, you can't be kissing anybody with that. First of prof. all,
1: he's not following. <laughs> I didn't ask you how you prepare a chili dog. I asked you how you prepared a hot dog. That's how he does a it. Totally di- that's a
13: totally different deal. Here we deal. go. Let's debate this. I love, this. Here I love we hot go. dogs and I love chili dogs.
2: This is like his cheeseburger deal.
13: That's a hamburger. Yeah, no cheese on a hamburger. There's no
1: or such cheese thing, on a taco. There's no such thing as do you put cheese on a hamburger. That's that. It's an impossibility. If you do that, it becomes a cheeseburger.
13: What have I done? Yeah, way to go, Ryan. I'm, I'm just smart. trying to talk about wings. Then yes, I'm on board with these two. Just mustard. But yeah, hey, for more. I'm a relish guy. I love relish <laughs> with Ew, mustard. No, oh, that just proves Ew. there's
2: something wrong with yes. you. Yes.
13: Mustard with sweet
1: I know people put ketchup on hot dogs
2: no i'm awesome.
1: not doing that deal i'm doing and i'm not a i'm not a huge mustard guy but mustard on hot dogs with a little sweet relish
13: no oh giddy up
1: some no. corn chips
13: no corn chips on a hot dog not on it but with it we didn't ask asking what you're eating with it now did we <laughs> I, no i
2: volunteered they, they that. have a mullet contest in this as well a mullet mullet like, mullet mullet hair cutting. like hair uh, yeah yeah well that's what a mullet is <laughs> welcome to the party
13: I'm here. Hey, going the to the club? He said, "Welcome to the party." <laughs> <laughs> what is going on this morning?
1: Gosh. Welcome to the party.
13: <laughs> I am always at the party, and I am the life of the party. War, you know that. Oh. I bring the party. Oh no! Oh,
1: good gracious! Now she's Let's, on the defense.
13: <laughs> anyways, if he always likes yeah. you all would like to. For more information, you yeah. can go to MajorLeagueEaters.com. You can sign up and fly to New York. You and can go
2: to Buffalo, wing.com. They have their own website. In fact, there's 15 days, 10 hours, 31 minutes. it. was coming. <laughs>
13: 15 days. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> welcome to the party, Steph. Have a good day. Thank you. See you all tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to go eat some wings.
1: 8:28. <laughs> we talk Ranger Baseball with Jared Sandler next on ESPN Central Texas.
5: What a year for Baylor
4: Athletics. boss lost. Abram Uh Smith spins out of a tackle. He's to Uh the 25, to the 20, to the 15, to the 10, to the 5. Abram Smith into the end zone. Getting it in. Yes! Touchdown, Abram Smith. Touchdown, Bears. Abram Smith punches it in for Baylor. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha. I love it.
5: From the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas.
1: Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you need a tire change, you blocked locked yourself out of your vehicle, or you're stuck in the mud. Remember, Big Boys Wrecker Service can help with heavy hauls as well. No job too big or too small, they do it all. In business since 1983, Big Boys Wrecker Service. Call 254-662-3031. And
7: remember, slow down or move over.
0: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
12: I'm Mark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas sports update. Three days after firing field manager Chris Woodward, the Texas Rangers had fired president of operations John Daniels. He had been with the club since 2002 and was the general manager from 2005 to 2013 when he took over as president of operations. First career home run for Shade Langoliers was part of a 7-2 win for Oakland over Texas. That series concludes this afternoon in Arlington, and you can hear the game on Fox Sports Central Texas. The Astros edged the White Sox 3-2. That evens a seven-game season series with the final game between the two teams this afternoon in Chicago. A bit of a false start for the Little League World Series due to rain on the opening day. They did play all four games on yesterday's schedule, and the Southwest Region champ from Pearland, Texas, plays Pennsylvania tonight at six o'clock.
0: Sports Center every twenty minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Game time is brought to you in part by Big Boys Record Service and Robinson, and Good Feet in the Central Texas marketplace.
1: 831, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom, Ward, and Ryan, we're glad you're with us. And we are joined now uh, by uh, Jared Sandler from the Ranger broadcast team. Jared, good morning. I know it's a crazy last couple of days for you. We do appreciate your time this morning. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, Let's begin with uh, the Chris Woodward decision. Did you see that coming? And what what brought it on uh, here in August right before uh, we, we wrap up the season?
14: Yeah, I think you know. Unfortunately, as uh, the the season progressed, and you know, the Rangers, uh, very early June, got back to 500, and then never got close to that again. And, and uh, I, I think as we maybe approached the All Star break, uh, it seemed like this was now going to be a very real possibility. And I'd say in the weeks leading up to the decision, it I don't want to say it seemed imminent you know, every day leading up, but it, it, it definitely felt like something that was going to happen, uh, as far as why then, uh, and not just wait for the end of the year. Uh, you know, I, I think the best analogy I can give is if, you know, they, they being the front office and ownership group felt like the, the car was moving in reverse, that there's no reason to continue to allow it to move in reverse over the final 48 games. Uh, you know, even if they're not going to put it, uh, you know, in, uh, you know, in drive and, and really gain a lot of ground, at least get it back to neutral. And, you know, I feel like they, they feel like they're doing that with Tony Beasley uh, and they'll also get a chance to evaluate Tony Beasley in that role. And, you know, hopefully try and, you know, as they described it, just do a better job of implementing some structure uh, in place as they move forward and try and, uh, you know, advance beyond this season, which, I think in some ways has been a, a disappointment because of the close games that have been lost, but, you know, in other ways is probably just a necessary step forward after a hundred lost season in 2021.
2: Are they done with the house cleaning yet, Jared?
14: I don't, ex- I don't expect any major announcements in the next 48 hours. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I think this off season, there will be a lot to evaluate. Uh, I do think that there are, uh, you know, there are going to be decisions that Chris Young needs to make now that this is going to be his department. And so it might not be household names. Uh, There could be restructuring it, you know, could be bringing people in. Uh, But, you know, I think as Chris Young now has had two years to assess what's going on around him, uh, there there could be some some more decisions that are made. Uh, You know, coaches who have been around for several years, both at the major league level and maybe even the minor league level's, you know, could, you know, be looking for other opportunities. Uh, it's just, you know, it's just the nature of the situation. And uh, now that Chris Young is is going to be able to make the department his own, uh, you know, I, I guess we don't really know what's going to happen. It's uh, up to him. And, you know, as ownership made very clear yesterday and, and the decision to relieve John Daniels of his duties, it's been six years and, you know, they, they felt like a change was necessary. And when that's the case at the top, it usually means that there are people underneath who, uh, you know, might be in jeopardy of uh, having different responsibilities. Uh, you know, in, in subsequent months and subsequent seasons.
1: I want, to, I want to get your opinion on the field manager situation again. Uh, it, you've been around baseball. You've been around this ball club. In your opinion, what kind of manager? Describe to me what kind of manager this club, as it continues its its rebuild, what kind of manager this club needs. To, to continue to move forward and into and, and to produce the growth and the results that uh, that we're all looking for
14: yeah you know i i'll, I'll answer it in general first I, I just think in general the most successful big league managers uh are the ones that know how to manage men not just players but coaches and deal with conflict um you know 30 years for you know ago it, it The answer might have been, oh, man, this guy's got to know how to handle a bullpen and this and that. But I just think, you know, whether people like it or not, there's so much data out there that help guide these managers to what decisions need to be made uh, in the seventh inning, the eighth inning and so on and so forth. Uh, And um, that's not to say that the field part isn't important. It absolutely is. You know, this game cannot be won and lost exclusively on a spreadsheet. That's just it, it can't be. But you also can't deny that those spreadsheets can't have impact. And because of that, I just think the ability to uh, enforce the, you know, but do so in a way that uh, still allows you to, to demonstrate empathy and to connect with these players. Uh, and then again, to, to manage a coaching staff and, and just not just a coaching staff, but the, the the staff in general that travels with the ball club, that is a part of the daily uh, process of trying to win a game is is so much larger than it ever has been because you got more trainers and strength people and you got mental skills and you've got the analytics folks. And uh, it's just, it, it's a much different ball game now than it used to be. And so I think a leader and someone who can manage people uh, is super important because you're going to have conflicts throughout the year. You know, you're not going to be able to play everyone every game. You're, you know, you're not going to have 26 men who, Uh, or the bestest of the best friends, you know, there, it's just, you've got to be able to to handle that balancing act and do it in a way where you keep things going in the right direction. And so uh, that could be a veteran, you know, like I've been asked a lot about, does the person have to have managerial experience? I don't think there's a job posting that's going to say, if you don't have major league managerial experience, we're not going to consider you. But I think for someone who doesn't, they're going to have a bit of a steeper hill to climb to convince Chris Young and ownership that they're the right guy. Uh, And so I I think that, you know, after going with a manager who had no managerial experience, someone who does have that and has a track record of success is someone who might be of uh, greater appeal.
2: When you look at this farm system for the Rangers, it's finally built back up to where it it, it at least needs to be. Do they have enough there that if they want to, they can make those moves to leapfrog them into a postseason contender as soon as next year or the next or is that still something that they need to hang on to and and keep this process going like they have the past couple of years
14: i i'd say both uh you know i i don't think that you know this is still not a let's go all in situation and so they don't need to totally deplete their farm system but they do have more than enough to make not just a big move but multiple moves if they want i mean they, they had enough to to get Juan Soto. It just it, it wasn't a move that maybe made sense. But they could put together. They could have put together uh, an incredibly competitive package. And I, you know I don't know that whether it's half or even two thirds of major league teams could say that with their farm systems. And that's a credit to the farm system and, and how it's grown. But you also do need to have uh, internal production especially, you know, the Rangers have invested $500 million or nearly $500 million in two players. They're going to, you know, likely invest uh, more money here in subsequent off seasons. So you need guys who are pre-arbitration and arbitration players who uh, can give you top-level production but not nearly at that cost just because, you know, this is not the Yankees. This is not the Dodgers. And even those teams rely on, internal production as well. So you don't want to totally deplete the farm system, but they do have the depth and the flexibility to make moves in the trade market. And I think that for pitching this off season, it's probably going to be easier to get a top end pitcher via trade than free agency, because the free agent market for starting pitching just is not as fruitful uh, as say the middle infield market was that the Rangers took advantage of last year.
1: You mentioned JD a moment ago, and, and obviously let go. What was the what was the the process like, and what was the work relationship like, if you will? What was JD's role? What was Chris Young's role? Because it always seemed like to me, and maybe just as this is just my perception, that 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 John Daniels was kind of out in front, and Chris Young was just kind of off to his side. I mean, am I am I totally way off base here, or what? What was the work? work situation like between those two and how they operated the baseball side of, of things
14: yeah so to, to best answer that I want to go back to the mid-2010s when Chris Young retired and John Daniels made a strong push to bring him into the organization and Chris Young ultimately decided that he wanted to uh, work for the league office he wanted to, to, to do something a little different uh, he did that realized that maybe that wasn't where his heart was. And then multiple teams, the Mets, the the Padres, among others, uh, and the Rangers were, you know, competing for Chris Young as if he was a, a free agent pitcher. And uh, he chose the Rangers. They obviously had home court advantage, you know, being that he's from here. But the whole idea uh, from their perspective was that they, and, and John Daniels specifically, wanted to hand over the power to Chris young. And that's not something that he was going to be able to do right away. Uh, You know, John Daniels spent 17 years running the baseball operations department. He wasn't even a dad when he did that, you know, it's just, he started so young. I think he was ready to, to take a step back. I think that after this year, had he not been relieved of his duties yesterday, he was going to uh, take a major step back uh, and hand over the department to Chris young. That was always the plan. Uh, I think the reason why you saw maybe J.D. as as more of the spokesperson was twofold. One, let's say the Chris Woodward press conference the other day, that was his hire. Not that Chris Young was not on board with Chris Woodward when he came on board, but, you know, that was John Daniels' hire. And so I think he felt it was more appropriate that he was the one taking the lead. And, you know, it it was really a mentor-mentee relationship. And it it was nothing soured there. I mean, they— Chris Young was not a part of the decision yesterday. There'd be no reason for him to be because uh, there wasn't any sort of a power struggle. I'd say that, you know, the last few months, Chris Young has had more and more control than, than ever before. And they were six weeks away from the season ending and John Daniels, like I said, handing it over to Chris Young. Uh, And so they have a, they, they still do. I mean, you know, we're not even 24 hours from the decision, but uh, they have a great relationship. Uh, And you know, it was really cool to see them kind of work together uh, because some of those partnerships do sour, but that just wasn't the case here. Uh, This was John Daniels' plan all along, not to be relieved of his duties yesterday, but to ultimately transition to power because I think he wants to be a dad. And he's, you know, not many people spend 17 years as as a GM and are still 45 years old and, you know, three kids under 15. And I just think that was something that you know, those things came together, and, and that became a priority for John Daniels. So when they brought on Chris Young, that's what was inside. I, I don't know that, you know, the way everything played out yesterday was necessarily what was expected.
1: And final thought for you here, and you mentioned that it is very young in the process, but with a new decision-maker in the dugout and with Chris Young, uh, now, kind of by himself in that leadership role, do, do you do you get a sense that there may be a different feel, a different vibe to just you know the the internal organization in, in general?
14: Yeah, I mean, I think there's always a shift. I, I, I think one thing, uh, John Daniels. I, I I know that there are people that fall on both sides of the fence with John Daniels, right? I, I get that. Uh, that's often the case with executives. Uh, You know, you can make a case that the Rangers should have just waited six weeks and let him have a more ceremonious exit. Uh, You could also make the case that the ownership group was very generous with the leash that they gave him. But I think that leash was earned through the success, the tremendous success he had early on and his leadership, which, you know, understandably fans don't see that. But uh, yesterday was not a a happy day, you know, at the ballpark. Uh, People were not celebrating yesterday's move because of the person uh, he was in the leadership. Uh, that he demonstrated through some tough times, right? The pandemic, social issues, you know, it's not like the Rangers have stayed out of, you know, the controversial crosshairs at times. And he's always kind of been the face of that and, and handled it so incredibly smoothly. So there is going to be a different feel. Uh, as far as the on-field stuff, I heard a lot of people yesterday say, well, you know, now the Rangers are going to go away from analytics. And, you know, Chris Young's he's a player and he, he you know, he knows this and that, but it, People are so misguided with that. John Daniels, yes, he is an Ivy League guy. And, yes, you know, he did not play Major League Baseball, but he was someone who championed scouts. He he championed the, the old way of doing it. The Rangers were late adopters uh, to the analytics scene. May, you know, probably John Daniels, you know, he, he'd say that was a, a fault of his, but they, they did not get on that early enough. Chris Young's a big analytics guy. And now he's going to mix that with the feel and understanding of playing – But if anyone thinks that this is now an organization that is going to uh, move away from analytics, it's the opposite. They're going to continue to lean in on this uh, because that's something that, that Chris Young believes in heavily. And I think we're going to continue to see that process evolve over time.
1: Jared, tough times, Uh, and uh, we do appreciate it. Uh, Thanks so much for your time today, and I know you're busy, and and, uh, we got day baseball today, and we do appreciate you popping on with us and and, and helping us understand what's going on with with the Ranger organization right now. Have a great day, and uh, we'll talk to you soon.
14: Sounds good, guys. Let's get a win.
1: There you go. Jared Sandler from the uh, Ranger broadcast team, and again, the uh, Rangers and uh, the Oakland A's play the get-out-of-town game today. Uh, 12.30 for the broadcast, 1 o'clock for the first pitch, 101.3 FM. 101.3 101.3 FM for uh, for that broadcast. Hey, we're, we're presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. And right now, there is a great selection of 2022 cars, trucks, SUVs. They're all right there at uh, Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat. We're talking about uh, uh, the 22 Ram trucks designed to be durable, functional, and stylish. These uh, legendary award-winning trucks, give you the uh, first class feel that you deserve luxurious leather trim seating options exceptional leg room storage plus a uh, surround view camera options that's available on these uh, vehicles come check them out come check them out today the uh the dodge ram at uh at uh, allen samuels dodge chrysler jeep ram fiat and that's just one of the great vehicles of course they've got uh they got Jeeps and, you know, the Wrangler and the Grand Cherokee, all of those vehicles, plus a great selection of pre-owned vehicles. And, of course, an award-winning, outstanding service department make up a great dealership. Headed up by Ted Teague and his staff, they, uh, I mean, they're just, they're folks that want to get to know you. They're folks that want to create a relationship with you. It's not just about selling you a car and forgetting about you. It is it is giving you the right vehicle, putting you in the right vehicle. So you know what? When when it's time for another one, you're gonna come right back to Alan Samuels because you were treated so well and the service department was was first class. It's just a great operation and you're gonna you're gonna get those those little extras from uh, Ted Teague and his staff at Allen Samuels. 201 West Loop 340. It's just down from Highway 84. You can check them out at allensamuelsdcj.com. It's Alan
0: Samuels, your friend in the car business. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. The Big 12, they tried to put a bear
5: hug on the Pac-12. Okay, what does that mean? It means that they use some of those talks to take a peek at the Pac-12 and its finances, while at the same time singling out some of those member schools
0: of the Pac-12 and saying, come be with us. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas.
8: I'm Amy Hunter, president
13: of Jeff Hunter Toyota. With our state-of-the-art service and body shop, there's no need to go anywhere else. Our factory-trained technicians will take great care of you. I guarantee it.
5: Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco Values.
7: At Central Texas College, they know that in the real world, life gets in the way of plans sometimes. That's why they offer day, night, weekend, online, and lunchtime classes on multiple sites to fit your schedule. More importantly, they can save you thousands at one of the most affordable colleges in the region. Interested in moving up in the world? Learn more at ctcd.edu. Central Texas College, for students of the real world. CTC classes in Killeen, Fort Hood, and online start August 22nd.
13: Hey, guys, it's Jana with Advan. No. Quit eating candy. What? No,
7: I
2: cannot stand that. Oh, you hate when I chew? Awful.
13: When anybody chews. You don't want to hear anybody chew? Who are we? Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair.
7: We'll chew through the dirt to fix your foundation. Oh, that was funny. I like that one.
13: Okay, so give us a call. 254-235-4922. All right,
7: fixitjimmy.com. Nom 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 nom.
13: Okay, Cookie Monster.
8: Are you worried about losing your pet in the cracks in your yard? Or does it sound like walking on potato chips when you walk across your lawn? Hi there, this is the Foundation Doctor. This heat and lack of rain is causing the soil beneath your foundation to shrink, leaving you with cracked walls, sticking doors, and a cranky spouse. But do not fear, the Foundation Doctor can help. We've been dealing with these soils for many years, and we know just how to get you back on the level. Foundation repair doesn't have to be scary, and with the doctor, it won't be. We have more repair options than anyone in town, and we'll craft the right solution for you and your home. And if need be, we'll help you fish your chihuahua out of that crack in your yard. So give us a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So, for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation
0: Doctor will make a house call. ESPN Radio Sports Center.
12: I'm Mark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. Three days after firing field manager Chris Woodward, the Texas Rangers had fired president of operations John Daniels. He had been with the club since 2002 and was the general manager from 2005 to 2013 when he took over as president of operations. First career home run for Shane Langoliers was part of a 7-2 win for Oakland over Texas. That series concludes this afternoon in Arlington, and you can hear the game on Fox Sports Central Texas. The Astros edge the White Sox 3-2. That evens a seven-game season series with the final game between the two teams this afternoon in Chicago. A bit of a false start for the Little League World Series due to rain on the opening day. They did play all four games on yesterday's schedule, and the Southwest Region champ from Pearland, Texas, plays Pennsylvania tonight at 6 o'clock.
0: Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time for the grab bag on Game Time. Eight
1: fifty-two. We are uh, eight away from nine. Greeny's coming up at nine. John Morris at three, and he's got the uh, the great Santana Dotson uh, coming up at three o'clock this afternoon on the John Morris Show. Santana uh, inducted into the uh, Southwest Conference Hall of Fame. I believe that was yesterday. And man, oh man, what a uh, what a tremendous player Santana Dotson was. So that'll be good stuff. All right, Ward. We um, I, I saw this article, and and again, I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, full disclosure: I don't know how old this article is. I think it was written yesterday, but uh, I, I just I was kind of caught off guard when I read this. Uh, USC and UCLA moving from the Pac-12 uh, to the Big Ten. the The math has been done, and the estimated loss around the Pac-12. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Thirteen million dollars per year in media rights for each of the remaining schools. How about that? That is a punch in the gut. The departure of USC and UCLA from the PAC-12 conference could meet an estimated loss of around $13 per year in media rights for each of the remaining schools, according to a a, uh, report issued by the University of California. So they did the math. And without the Los Angeles television market, and without those two programs in the uh, the Pac-12, they are estimating that each of the uh, remaining programs in the Pac-12 are going to lose thirteen million a year. Not good. How do you hold that together?
2: I mean, I know I, they're trying, and they're and look. It depends on who steps up to the plate, television wise. Yeah, that's that's the bottom line.
1: But and, and again, if you're the TV people. First of all, Fox is not stepping up to anything because Fox is the one that went and got UCLA and USC to go over to the Big Ten in the first place. So they're out. ESPN is like, N- yeah, I don't know about all this. And they have the uh, the first right thing and and it doesn't look like that's going to be a home run. I mean, where do they go? What do they do? But I'll say this. You know, uh, no one's abandoned the ship yet. No. And that's a good thing for the Pac-12 if they're, you know, truly trying to hold, you know, everything
2: together. But man, oh man, when it comes down to dollars and cents, well, you just lost your two bigs. Yeah, same and thing. And your market, same thing that happened in the Big 12. Be honest. I mean, when Texas and OU lost, that was a big knock. Who? Huge, big knock. You can say, "Oh, we're fine without them." Eh, don't get, don't get too full of yourself.
1: And again, uh this league is holding its it's it's you know, they went out and, and got aggressive and and we're gonna see and, and again you won't ever know until you know. <laughs> I
2: mean, yeah, let's I mean be look, it, it could it could work out really good, it could work out okay, it could work out really bad. I mean, you don't know. You have no idea. But you did lose Two blue bloods, absolutely, and two recognizable logos. There's no question. You cannot argue that. You cannot deny
1: that. No way. No. And and they did too. The Pac-12, absolutely, they did, and they lost that incredible television market Mm -hmm. as well. Yep. You can say whatever you want to Al. They don't turn the TVs on out there in the first place. Well, that's not the point.
2: Yeah, I I think it's you, you lost the logos more than anything else. Yeah. So we'll
1: see. 13 mil uh, per year per school. That's, that's, that's a big hickey. It is. All right, we got to go. That's, uh, I just wanted to get that out there. I saw that and, and wanted to bounce that out there for you. Uh, 856, uh, again, uh, we got Greeny coming up at the top of the hour. We are back tomorrow morning at 7. Have yourself a great day.